From the PSIA ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. And special show for you today, uh, we have Andy Hare from Nordica and Michael Rogan from the national team joining us. Uh, Andy, Michael, thanks very much for taking the time to chat. Thanks for pairing us together, eh? uh, George. Now, Michael... What's the relationship with Nordica? You and Nordica have been together for 30 years? Um, yeah, yeah, at least that. How did that come um, about? It, it came about um, It came about in, when I moved to Heavenly Ski Resort um, around 1990. And, uh, and the local rep was a gentleman by the name of Brian Salemi and um, he was looking for some area reps and uh, and he helped me out. I got an introduction to Brian Salemi actually from, from Robin Barnes and uh, and Brian started to help me out with equipment and that was when it was Nordica Boots and Kesley Skis um, and I've been with them Ever since. Now, Andy, were you at Nordica when Michael came on? I was there probably a year and a half after he started with Brian in uh, North Lake Tahoe. Or South Lake, excuse me. And what was your role at Nordica at the time? At that time, I had just finished up my ski racing career, and I was the team manager for Nordica and all of its athletes. Now, Michael, Andy, when we were chatting before we started recording, he came across as an extremely humble guy. He just mentioned his racing career, and I don't think he's going to tell us about that. Can you give us a little <laughs> background there? <laughs> yeah, uh, Andy is, apart from being a really a great person and a good friend, he's, off, he's got some steam chops. He is uh he was the NCAA uh, National Collegiate GS Champion at one point in time. He can tell you the year. Um, when I first started with Nordica, uh, and Andy was coming on, we were doing the National Academies in Snowbird, and down in the State Pit, which is a restaurant, one of the few that were in Snowbird at the time, uh, there was, uh, there's a, there, I don't know if it still is, but there was a picture of, of Andy Hare uh, in his uh, in his GS, it said right on it, NCAA Collegiate National GS Champion. And so when I had heard that Andy Hare was coming to work with Nordica, because Andy, as Andy just said, I was I was there a couple of years ahead. It was pretty exciting, pretty exciting news. You know, I was going to get the, you know, I was a, you know a young ski instructor. I was going to get to meet the, the national collegiate NCAA GS champion and, and work with him. So that was awfully exciting for me. And Andy, you know, Michael is a pretty humble guy as well. So what was it like for you when Michael came on board? I mean, you're directing Nordica's team sponsorships, it sounds like. And to have somebody who has become, you know, of Michael's stature, that's pretty huge. A, um, it was definitely a humbling experience to to come from the ski racing community and then to all of a sudden be, um, be to be given the opportunity to to work with Nordica. 
and then to work with Nordic at the capacity of being the, the team manager for all of the athletes, ranging from the free ski athletes to the racing athletes to the professional ski instructors of America athletes, as well as National Ski Patrol. And when you get to someone like Michael, who's at the, the pinnacle level with back in the day, it was, it was called the, uh, the demo team, now it's the national team, but to be able to, to get to work with some of the most elite ski teachers in this country and arguably the world was, was, a, was a true privilege and an honor to, to start to learn about what, what, what these guys are working on and what they, their focus is. Now, question to both of you. I'd love for you to just kind of have some back and forth on this, but what are you looking for from an athlete uh, there with Nordica? They're going to be representing your company, but do you want feedback from them? And then, Michael, kind of the same thing, but just from a different perspective. Uh, you're trying out a company's product. Uh, you're in it. it. I'm assuming you really want it to be a very good, but how do you... Uh, take the time to provide feedback that's very helpful to a company. Andy, let's start with you. Yeah, that 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 is a great question, and that's really the the, the most the most critical point of, of all of this is is all of the efforts that that we make for for working with team members and athletes of. of from all different aspects of skiing, um, we're, we're looking for feedback. We need, we, they're in the field every single day. As much as I would love to be on the hill every single day, um, unfortunately, when I was in-house and now that I'm a consultant, I'm not able to spend as much time on the snow as I would like to. And so what better way to get true, real-time feedback on the product and in addition to product is ski teaching. You know, what can what can we Nordica do to help build products that are gonna make the experience more fun for of course the the never ever first time skier on the hill, but also making sure that our products are best suited for ski teaching. So that doesn't just mean, you know, the bunny slope and groomers, but also if you're taking somebody out to some some different terrain and adverse terrain where they're going to need a product that's going to be able to support them in their needs. We want to be able to, to bridge the gap between every one of those levels from the very beginner to the most experienced. And the best way to do that is with someone who lives on the hill and lives in this sport. And that's, that's where someone like Michael is just absolutely priceless for us because we can't do that. And so he is an extension of the brand. Michael? Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, 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 it's Andy, it's a great perspective coming from Andy and, and what, the, what companies, hard good companies are, are looking for when they, they go about looking for whether it's area sales, area pro reps, um, or um, or beyond. I mean, we, we, those those relationships exist at uh, at almost every level at, at any ski resort. I mean, you can you could be a level two instructor, and if you've been around uh, your ski resort, your hometown, you might get a little bit of support if you're a level 
three instructor, um, you might get a little bit uh, more support. But uh, fortunately, if you get to be a, fortunate enough to, to be a part of the, the national team, you, you get access to, to these guys like Andy and, and, uh, and the, the office and, and the headquarters in the U.S. and also in Italy. And I mean, our job is, is pretty straightforward and simple. Um, our job is to help support Nordica in their or whatever brand, but in my case, Nordica, uh, you know, the ultimate goal is to help sell skis and to help them build the products that the consumer would enjoy buying and experiencing and skiing on. And we got we have a unique position as ski instructors to to spend a lot of time with a lot of different levels of general public and start to understand what it is their needs are and how they ski and, and how they go about moving around the, the mountain environment and um, what tools would work really good for them and what tools might not work as well and how to improve the tools that they have and then give that information to the company that you're dealing with, and in my case, uh, Nordica, and uh, and then that information gets, you know, if it's if it's good, clear, concise, informative uh, information, then that information gets passed to the engineers and to the ski designers and the and the factory, and um, you know, it, it's just a, it's an extension of what is our world. We often think of ski instructors as uh, you know, our our world is, is teaching general public, but if we know that audience and we can relate that audience to people like Andy or people that are in, the, in at Nordica and in the, the head office these days, it's uh, Ethan Corky and Sam Beck or Florian Sear over in Europe. Um, if you can relate that information to them in a way that's understandable and and digestible about what you're seeing with your guests, um, you become a valuable resource to them. And if you can become a re- valuable resource to a, a ski company, then you know the, the level of support increases, and then one hand washes the other, and and you just kind of work in, in deepening a relationship. That uh, if you get fortunate and very lucky, like uh, like I've been. You know, 30 years later, you're still having these conversations with uh, with people like Andy and, and uh, the Nordica headquartered office in, in West Lebanon, New Hampshire, and uh, as well, you know, uh, the ski plant in Middersill or or uh, or the, the headquarters in, in Italy. And, um, it's, that's, it's just being available, knowing your stuff, and then uh, relating it to those folks in a timely manner and in a way that they can they can understand it. So, Andy, what is some valuable information that you could get from, say, Michael? Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm skiing bumps on this ski, and uh, I, I want them to turn better. Uh, this boot kind of hurts me in the arch. That's not really valuable. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, that's a great point. And, and Michael, Michael said it very well is he is the conduit from our end customer to our factory and he has direct communication 
obviously through the headquarters in West Lebanon, New Hampshire, with Sam Beck and Ethan Corpy. And obviously, it's all it's all you know managed through there. However, his word ends up on the desk of the R and D director at the the factory in, as Michael said, Mitchell, Austria, as well as in Giavra de Montello in Italy, just north of Venice, where most of the boot R&D is done. <clears throat> and, and really, what, what the feedback that we get from him, he, he had, he's, he's had enough experience now over these past 30 years that he knows what we need to hear in order to make a better product. And we look to Michael to, to guide us on specific product categories and and it can range from very very top end ski product boot product down to what is going to be some technology that we can incorporate into our skis and boots at the entry level and and, and the kids level that could be beneficial and, and we look for feedback from him for every single level from top to bottom um, on, a, on a, a quarterly basis and that's it's something that we, you can never stay on top of enough because technology is changing so fast so quickly with everything in so many ways and so we really look to to Michael and our team of, of, of in, uh, ski teachers to help us with that. So, Michael, hearing that, I mean, that's got to make you feel great and that you're providing a really valuable service, not just for Nordica, but for the PSIA membership and for skiers in general. It, it's, it's, it's nice. It, sure, it, 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 feels, it does feel nice. I mean, um, Andy, uh, Sam, Ethan, the, the folks in the, the headquarters, I mean, everybody works hard. And, and when you're involved with a group of folks that have, over the, over the years, have become... Um, not only a professional relationship, but also a friendship. You know, you, you work hard for each other. So if, if in my job is teaching skiing, if I can, if I can say, hey, you know what? Here's what I'm seeing in our rental equipment at Heavenly Ski Resort, uh, where I work, or or purchasing uh, stuff in for Portillo. If if I can look at equipment and go, you know what? The guests need a, a ski that in broad strokes does X, Y, or Z. Um, and if I can communicate that to, uh, to the folks at Nordica, then the folks at Nordica real, know that it's coming from a, a trusted and valued source. And uh, although a lot of them, they all think about these same things, um, you know, I mean, uh, I spend a lot of time with beginner skiers and, and getting a ski to work well for a beginner um, can be a little bit of a, of a little bit of a challenge or a little bit of an art form, and it's it's fun to work with Nordica to come up with with gear that has some design characteristics to it that are thought about for certain demographics of skiers, whether that be beginners uh, in the drive series or whether that be ski instructors in the Spitfire series, um, or it becomes ski instructors and uh, the professional community plus uh, advanced skiers in 
Mercer series um, or helping out uh, with the Santa Ana, which is a, a women's ski, which is just uh, on a meteoric rise. I mean, it's just it's just doing amazing. Um, but when you can help influence a little bit of a direction or they have a question and go, which one do you like better? Here's two different versions. One's a little... One's a, a little bit like this, stiffer, or one's a little softer. What are the benefits of, of this one compared to that one? And when you can when you can express it, and you can have a conversation that's that is valued and trusted, uh, you know, you get to you get to influence some of some of those directions. And when when it comes out and does well, um, like all of those skis do, you know, then it makes you it makes you feel good that you help support something and, and contribute to something that, that hopefully made a difference in, in somebody's skiing experience. Yeah, it's funny. I like what you were saying. I, when I got my Spitfires, it was funny because uh, actually the Nordica rep was saying, this is a great ski for someone going for their level two, level three. And I was kind of like, huh, I wonder what that is. And I got the ski out. It was amazing all mountain, loved running it through the gates and then had the enforcers for uh, even more fun. Um, and so there's a huge difference in the skis. And that makes me think too, you know, Michael, when you started out, you were saying Nordica was boots. So Andy, I mean, in 30 years, Nordica has developed the ski aspect of the company. Uh, it's huge. I, the enforcer has been ski of the year, multi years in a row. Yeah, that, that's a uh, <laughs> that's a big that's a big one right there. Um, yeah, I mean, Kessie was a, a an incredible brand for sure, with a heritage of ski racing, which was you know amazing. Building just true vertical sidewall wood core construction, high performance skis, and that's kind of where we, we we got our heritage from. But from there. We've gone on, and the, the team has continued to invest in R&D through the factory in Mitterstall, Austria, and just can, and, and with a team of, of testers like Michael and many others around the world, just focused on building the best products we could possibly have. We really tried to stay away from any any gimmicks or any. And um, there was an era in the, the 90s where there was a lot of different styles of, of manufacturing of skis that were trying to become popular that, uh, um, that took away from the performance, let's say, of the product. Um, but, but really, we've stuck to the true core of what a real ski is built of, and that's vertical sidewall, wood core construction with carbon or, or metal reinforcement to make it specific to the performance level we're looking for. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been through, through work with, with athletes like Michael who are on the snow every day who can truly give us solid feedback on what really makes a difference on what's a good product and what is not and what makes a difference for that beginner trying to go from the the bunny hill to even a green slope, possibly a, a, a blue square to the, you know, the, the seasoned professional who's making a living on skis and wants a product that's going to support them the whole way from skis 
Michael, anything to add to that? There's a couple of good stories in there for sure. Um, <laughs> I can remember, <laughs> I can remember, I'm going to get the timing wrong, but I can remember talking with Andy um, and Ethan and Sam and talking about what is now the Spitfire collection and, and saying, hey, what would happen if we had the same exact ski but at different widths? And you, it's, the questions that they answer or they ask is, well, why? Um, what would that do? And who would you sell it to? And the, the conversations go, well, let's see, like, uh, you know, the narrow one could be for the, for the east, and then you, or you could have the, the wider one at 80 millimeters under the foot, and that can hand, kind of handle most kind of warm, slushy days or a day after a, day after a foot snow. Um, and, and it would help bridge the gap and help the ski instructor. Again, that's who I am. That's what my heritage is. And it could help us get ready for our exams because we need a ski that's high performance. But if it's in the springtime or if it's after a snowfall or you're in the West, you know, you might, uh, it might be a nice thing to have a little bit more width under the foot. Um, and the side cut is, is you got the right amount of radius because it's in the, the mid, uh, the mid teen in that window, you know, that, 15, 16, 17, 18 window, depending on the length. And that's a, I think that's a sweet spot for, for side cut radius, uh, for us, uh, for the, the ski teachers and for the general public, you know, with, with that type of a radius, you can, you can feel the, the side cut engage and pull you into a turn. Um, so that, that's the conversation that starts to happen. And then it finds a little bit of traction and then it, doesn't and then their Europe is on to a different project and and then before you know it you come back and there's the Spitfire collection that has you know three different waste widths at 72 76 and 80 um, and that it, uh, it's the same side cut and it's the same flex pattern it's the same lengths but it's a different waste width so it allows the you know the the ski t- teacher and the, and the high end the intermediate to advanced expert consumer find a product that uh, that'll match their situation and where they ski. Um, you know, that was, that was one. Um, then that evolves and you go, okay, well, what's the next step after that? And that's the enforcer. Um, and you start to put rocker into it. And, and, and this was a project of, of Sam and Ethan's and Andy. And I had a little bit to do with it, but Florian Sear over in Europe, um, but getting the, getting, the camber right and the rocker profile right so that the tip doesn't flap and bounce and um, and having some control over the front of the ski because when rocker started to come out you know things uh, things bounced around pretty hard when you it, it could do great if it was really untracked fresh snow but once it started to get chopped up which is what we get most of the time especially these days huh when you when the ski resort is, is the, the resort is tracked up in an hour and a half, you know, you, you still need a little bit of, you still need the rocker, but in the tip, but you also need the tip to be calm and stable. So it's not just bouncing around and, and getting your butt kicked. Um, so those guys, you have those little conversations about, you know, making the front of the ski a little bit more easy to start a turn or, or 
want to want to go up and over things versus what we used to do with uh, with with the skis. We made them wider, but we kept uh, like a GS ski kind of style to them, and they would they would pierce through things versus go up and over things. Um, and and so you started talking about how the how to make the tip do certain things, or you know you put a little rocker in the tail, and that's great because it it makes the tail break free and skid really easy but if you do too much or you don't do it right then the back of the ski just never wants to hold or hang on uh, and then uh, and then what do you have in the back of the ski to lean on and use to support you to grip on the snow when you hit a hard spot and then help you move into the next turn so getting that right you know was the job of 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 Ethan and Sam and Andy and Florian and uh, as Andy said the world the, the Nordica World Testing Team but you know you through the ski magazine test you have the ability to see trends and go you know what it would be great if the if the back of the ski was a little more forgiving or it was a little bit less forgiving um, you know so that's that that's where those conversations happen and that's what they develop into. Uh, if I can keep going here, if it's okay with you, Andy and George, you know, the Drive series is a, is a ski that is built for uh, beginners and learners and people trying to make a parallel turn. And, and I was fortunate when, uh, when Nordica came and said, hey, if you, if you could build a ski to learn on, what would it look like? Um, and like concept cars, you know, it's kind of funky and um, maybe a little bit wacky. But the the ideas about having the front of the ski that is that's a little bit of, of rocker so it can steer the back of the ski so it it doesn't have it's not really it doesn't have a lot of camber so the back of the ski can break free so you so the beginner that's going from a, a wedge turn to a parallel turn they can gain control over the, the tails of the skis and make a parallel turn easier um, you know you start talking about that and then Sam and and Andy and Ethan and um, and Florian in Europe, they go okay. So they know how to engineer that stuff and build it in. But you provide them with with the needs of the student or the needs of the consumer that you start to see, and and then they go here, try this, and you go, yeah, you know what, that's better, but could you do a little bit more? Or nope, that's too much. You overcooked it a little bit less. Um, and you know things like. Things like we did for kids skis for a while is we used to crimp when they come out of the press, we would crimp them with a pair of pliers so an edgy wedgie would fit onto the ski. Um, you know, those are little things that uh, that you can do that are relatively minor investments, but they make a world of difference to the consumer, the kids, or the adults, uh, or the ski instructor to help everybody's job better, and that's. That's one of the things that Nordica does really, really, really well is, is they can take a basic idea or basic concept and then they can they can build it into something and you go, yeah, that's 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 not what I thought it was going to look like, but that's exactly what I envisioned it was going to feel like. So Andy, in conclusion, uh, excited about continuing the partnership with PSIA and Michael? Yeah, so the, the opportunity that we're going to get to continue to work with, with Michael you know, throughout the foreseeable future here <laughs> is, is truly exciting because we've really created such an incredible relationship where the R&D support that he gives us, the 
the on the, the the boots on the ground support that he gives us, and just the, the expertise that he has with his incredible background and and experience over the years, it's just is it, so priceless to us that we're just really really excited to continue working with Michael and and the PSIA. Obviously, it's a great organization that that we truly support and and really feel that. Everything that they are, everything that the PSIA is doing, is 100% in line with what Nordica is looking for within this this industry. Because we need to continue to push people to go out and and get a lesson. And, and our focus moving forward here is really going to be on on pushing people to even if you're on vacation in some wonderful ski resort community somewhere get a lesson and it doesn't necessarily have to be a lesson where you're going to be taught how to ski but also just it's it's an opportunity for someone who's an expert of the mountain to give you a wonderful tour of the mountain in addition to maybe you get a few pointers along the way and for the never ever who are hitting a resort you know Go out and get a lesson. Don't don't try and don't don't fight it. It's a difficult. It's a, this sport is difficult enough in itself. So the more we can promote and, and Nordic is going to push this to push people to go out and look to get to get a, a lesson for the day and for for you for your kids for the whole family and it will hopefully make your experience better where you may turn an experience that was one that, that uh, you know, you might not have had the greatest day into one that could have been the greatest day ever. And so that's that's something that working with this relationship with Michael, with with the uh, PSIA, and, and really trying to make it a, a, a better experience at the end of the day for everyone. Michael, anything to add in conclusion? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm never short for words, George. You know that. And uh, <laughs> but, and I could talk about this kind of stuff and uh, and relationships forever. I mean, that's the basis of what of what a ski instructor is about, and and our our job as as ski teachers. And uh, I mean, it's it's certainly been uh, an honor and a privilege to have. 30 years of a relationship in, in times that seem to be about, um, about always looking for the next best thing. And I was fortunate enough to find what was the best thing for me, um, uh, and, and stick with them, uh, Nordica and Nordica has always stuck with me. And, uh, we, because you've got 30 years of relationship, you know, you can, you can talk about some, the good times, the strange times, the great times, the the tougher times, but uh, but I think most importantly, it's that for the folks that might listen to this, you know, when it comes to starting a relationship, you you got to be who you got to be who you are and, and show that there's some value in what you can bring to the table. Um, you know, ultimately the the goal is to help sell equipment, um, and uh, and along the way though. You'll get a tremendous education on ski building, ski boot building, the engineering of it, the thought process behind it, the conceptualizing of it, um, understanding what goes into it. You know, a mold for a pair of skis uh, could 
be over a hundred thousand dollar investment. Um, you know, it's just under starting to understand what goes in there. And then if you get lucky enough and fortunate enough to go visit a ski factory and see how skis are built and put together and the people that do it and, and what it really takes and, and what they look like along the way um, and how they go from a, a, a bunch of different piles of material and then they come out, you know, as one of the, as one of the best skiing skis in the, in the world. Uh, it's it's a pretty interesting process, and along the way of learning that, you learn a lot about. Uh, I've at least learned a lot about my skiing um, from the process of understanding how boots are built and constructed, and how skis are built and constructed. But um, there are companies that that are looking for support from from ski instructors, from PSIA, AASI uh, membership, and if you get fortunate enough to find a good one like I did with Nordica. You know, 30 years later, you get uh, you get to spend an hour talking with Andy Hare and talking uh, with you, George. So it's it's wonderful. Well, Michael Rogan, Andy Hare, I thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on First Chair. Thank you very much. Thanks, George. From the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.